Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world won't listen. We shine. show i say welcome back because we was we was here yesterday now we're back it is thursday september 28th it's national good neighbor day and i want to shout out my neighbors my neighbors dave and adley are literally like a key to my joy like i've never experienced this type of neighboring before where it's like we're on a tv show um (laughs) where like i can go to their house like i know their kids they like will watch my dog i'll watch their dog like there's just a camaraderiness of like how do we look out for each other like if there Mm -hmm. were to be a situation where zombies broke out like i know i'd be okay like I wouldn't have to just like hole up in my house um and you know to that end you just start to experience like a different relationship to like your home also like Mm -hmm. when you have dope neighbors you understand what it means to protect your home to care for your home to have Mm -hmm. actual community um and there's so much effort I feel like that gets made to like not allow that to form in like black communities especially underserved communities because you end Mm -hmm. up in a survival of the fittest type situation where your neighbor ends up becoming your adversary by nature of like we only have this much resources to split against each other so who knows who's gonna be etc etc and you know we 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 don't thrive in that like we are herd animal so shout out to my neighbors uh for being the best i had a cool neighbor when i lived uh in this other apartment building shout shout out to brent a very tall white man and he was like selling stuff um from like he had like just he was in kind of like a garage sale without a garage (laughs) oh okay and um he was like selling this a djembe drum he was selling a djembe a djembe drum like an an African drum okay and I was like so I'm supposed to buy this African drum from you this white man and he was like all right. I um, <laughs> killmonger. He said, have the drum, man. Have the drum. <laughs> he just gave me the drum. He just gave me the drum. So shout out to Brent. Uh, but what do we got going on in our group chat Thursday, which is when we talk with you guys, our neighbors, mm-hmm. about all types of things. Well, our group chat topic of the week is about being back in the streets after a breakup. What have y'all experienced? We'll talk about that. It's going to be a good one. Also, parenting, because D-Wade is opening up about his daughter, Zaya, and how he had to give up on his basketball dreams for his daughter. But first, we're going to talk about what's happening in Philly following the charges being dismissed in a police killing. 
you know, we got to get serious for a bit. Yeah, we got to talk about it. And we're going to bring on our EP and our uh, our resident proctor, DJ Supreme, our resident dad as well, to chit chat about it. Because I think it's a conversation that we do need to be having with our group spaces, right? With our neighbors, with our friends, etc. How do we challenge wrongs in the community? How do we challenge the greater system that's oppressing? Like, how are the how are those things really dealt with? And, and what can we do? So we're going to get into that because we got to get into it. And and uh, you all can check out any of the show that you miss wherever you get your podcasts, all right? So make sure you do that. We will be right back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn on a group chat Thursday. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out, On man. Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, it's a group chat Thursday, and I am joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible, our executive producer, TJ, and our engineer, DJ Supreme, okay? We are talking about what's going on in Philly. So a Philly Municipal Court judge, uh, Wendy Pugh, she dismissed all charges on Tuesday, including murder against the officer who fatally shot 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry during a traffic stop last month. If you didn't see the footage, um, I'm not suggesting that you do because it is actually enraging and it will mess up your day and your spirit. And I saw the footage and basically Officer Mark Dial pulled up got out of a car, went over to this person's car who was seated in their car with the doors locked for a traffic stop. Remember, this is for a traffic stop. And he began to fire at the person through the window and uh, literally killed this person on the spot without any conversation, without any threat to his life, etc. Prior to this footage being released, the police had released a statement saying that Irizarry had actually brandished a weapon and had threatened Mark Dial and he was afraid for his life. What else is new? And once the footage was released, because the family pressed for the footage to be released, a month later the footage is released and the people see what actually happened and it is it is it is honestly gruesome like we've saw what happened to George Floyd in 2020 and I cannot mm-hmm. tell you that this is any less heinous um this was a traffic stop <laughs> this is not somebody that was like on the run for rape You know, this Mm -hmm. isn't somebody that had committed a series of crimes. I will always remind you, they walked Dylan Roof, who murdered people in a church. Mm -hmm. They walked him out of there and took him to Burger King. Mm -hmm. He is alive. Mm -hmm. And this man, it was so crazy that the cop couldn't even get in the car to check if he was alive because the doors were still locked. There's a law in Philly where if a police officer shows up to the scene of a crime where someone is harmed, they can actually take them to the hospital before the ambulance if they show up first. And so Mm -hmm. they took his lifeless body and put it in the back of the car. Wow. And so Philadelphia is upset. Okay, Philadelphia is upset and they have been showing their anger uh, by looting businesses in Central City, you said? Center City, Center City. In Center City. Yes. So I wanted to have a conversation about this because, you know, I think that there's there's narratives around disruption, right? Especially Mm -hmm. like when it comes to black people. Like, can we just talk about what some of those narratives are real quick? Why do they do this to their own community is the main one. 
That would I mean, be my I think, biggest one. <laughs> I think they also just look at us as like, well, they also look, are, are looking at us as animals. When I was like, look at them. See, we told y'all. We told y'all. how they acting. They burn up stuff. They don't care. They don't care. They're savages, which is like, okay, you push somebody and it's like, now they're retaliating. I would <laughs> say like you push, you push somebody and then you surprise them when they trip. Opportunists. They also say opportunists that they just want to go out there and free steal some free stuff and get some Jordans. One of the things that I think people don't um, pay attention to is that like this is a country that protects property more than Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. right? And so when we see the death of Irizari, we see that he was his life was just irrelevant. Like, Mm -hmm. it just didn't matter. And so you have to ask yourself, if there isn't going to be outrage over that, why would there be outrage over property being Mm -hmm. destroyed, right? And the judge said she agreed with the defense 100%. So one of the things I want to address first, and I will do this when we get back, is I want to talk about some of these concepts. I want to talk about the, the thought process around why do they always do this to their communities? I want to talk about the thought process around reacting, right? Like Jeremiah, you said, like, there's this thought like, oh, they're animals. They don't know how to handle things civilly. And I want to talk about, Supreme, the last thing you said, which was um, that, you know, they're being opportunists. So we're going to get into that when we get back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, shout out to everybody in Philly. Hold your head high. We'll be right back to Listen, Laugh, and Learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, right here. And we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday talking about uh, how the officer Mark Dial was completely exonerated of all charges, including murder, for shooting 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry during a traffic stop while he sat in his car with the doors locked, with no weapons, and had zero communication with the police officers before his life was so unjustly taken. Now, there has been a response in Philly that has been the response that we have seen from the community over and mm-hmm. over and over again, which is mm-hmm. a boiling over, right, of frustration mm-hmm. that ends up uh, being carried out in what some might call rioting, looting, etc. But there are narratives that are associated with this that I think just need to be discussed and addressed and cleared up because the narratives are not made by us. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the first one that I want to address is this idea of why do we always mess up our own communities? When we see this, right? So we took, we think about the riots of Detroit after mm-hmm. the assassination of Martin Luther King, right? We think about not just right. Detroit. There were riots all over the nation at the after the assassination of Martin Everywhere. Luther King, right? Everywhere. Yeah, you think about and and if you ask me, the '60s was our second civil war. Oh, mm. we don't name it that the same way we don't name Jim Crow apartheid, but right. Jim Crow was apartheid. Mm-hmm. The '60s was our second civil war. And the civil rights laws of 1964, 65, and 68, right? Mm-hmm. The Civil Rights Act, the, the Voting Act, and the House, Fair Housing Act. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, those were the second attempt at a reconstruction. I never looked at it like that. That's a great right, point. Wait, That's essentially a great yeah. point. I never looked at it like that. Great point. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, and so here we are. And you can't tell me that we're not seeing something cyclical happening right here, right? So when we talk about these communities and they're ruining their own communities, can we just talk about what that actually means? 
so let me give you an example, Amanda, because not too far from where I used to live, there was a big thing that happened in the neighborhood and they blew up the gas station. They they were it was just a total mess. And in response driving, to what? In, in response, I'm trying to think of what happened. It was it was some was um, it police violence. It was police violence, but I can't remember the ex- exact case. And when I drove through the neighborhood, which was just minutes outside of where I grew up, I was in complete tears because mm. the, it, it looked like a war had just happened. Because and it had. the people still had to live there, though. Mm-hmm. So the people that don't live there, that just own the businesses there, they can go back to the suburbs or wherever they live. You know, but the people, the black people from the community then had to live in the mess. So I didn't understand the whole thing of tearing up your own community. I don't think that that really is their community because they don't own anything there. So how are you tearing up something that you don't own and you have no ownership or involvement in? And maybe that's why you don't have a certain value for communities and communities. No, no disrespect to TJ. But communities are completely different nowadays from when you grew up. People aren't really. Oh, this wasn't that long ago. No, I'm talking about even then with the memories. No, no, no. I'm even talking about the memories because those people don't live in those communities and commune with each other like they did in the 80s and the 70s and so on and so forth. So For reasons outside of their community, right? Yes, yes. Like drugs were introduced to their community, that dissolves community, right? Like police police violence is introduced in the community that dissolves communities. Like, don't forget police also disrupt communities because they will actually pay people in the community Mm. to snitch on people in the community, right? Like, so there are other examples where we'll see the use of people within a community to harm their own community just off of the basis of money because there isn't even money to be gotten in the community. You can't even, Mm. you can't even hate on those folks. Normally we would do 60 second headlines, but I'm calling an audible and when we come back we're going to keep talking about this because it's very important. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We are in the middle of a group chat Thursday, having a really important chat with the folks here at the show. We got TJ, our executive producer. We have our engineer and producer, uh, DJ Supreme, and we have Jeremiah Like the Bible, and yours truly, Amanda Seals. And we've been talking about what's going down in Philly right now in response Mm -hmm. to the exoneration of the police officer, Dr. Mark Dial, who so callously, carelessly, and recklessly took the life of um, Eddie Irizarry as he sat in his car for a traffic stop. The doors were locked. The windows were rolled up. There were no weapons. Brandish. However, the police put out a statement saying that that is why this happened, only to have it revealed with body cam footage that that was a complete, absolute and confounded lie, mm-hmm. unfounded lie. And uh, the judge in the case, Judge Wendy Pugh, said that she agreed 100% with the defense. Now, the other part of this is, so now we're talking about the response because Philly has erupted. Right. And, um, you know, rioting and looting oftentimes gets discussed as like, look at these people. Mm-hmm. Look at how dare they? How dare they? And we talked last break about just the concept of why are they ruining their own community? So make sure you go check out the podcast so that you can hear our conversation, because I feel like it was really illuminating um, mm-hmm. in really challenging that notion. But there was other things that you guys were talking about, which were just this idea of like, are are we are we showing up in the way they expect us to when we react like this and how is that harmful 
I don't like that narrative because you know you know I love history, Amanda. And I'm like, you you look at history when it's other people that aren't black people reacting. So you look at the Boston Tea Party, you look at if you look at the French Revolution, the Storm of the Bastille, they're painting that these are patriots. They were fighting for their um lives. history. You look at January sixth. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. they don't paint that like that. <laughs> they're 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 fighting for their rights as patriots of this country. And to your point, a lot of times the institutions value property. So if I'm in, if I'm in the 1700s, uh, the British value this tea. So we go dump this tea in the harbor. If we're uh, in basic math, uh, <laughs> right? If we're in France, you're like, oh, they like they like this palace uh, in Versailles. We finna storm the palace and take the mash it up. So it's kind of like. It, there's this double standard. It's like we can, in one way, we can talk about these other groups of people in history and like um, give them a steam. But when black people are literally crying out repeatedly through history, it's like, look at them. Look what they're doing. They're bad people, which is very, it, the cognitive, cognitive dissonance is crazy to me around these conversations. I feel like everybody's in collaboration to create this narrative because it's beneficial to the quote unquote system to create that narrative to make the Keep people going. That are out there doing that to look like the bad guys. So Keep going. the government benefits off of that. The corporations that own the businesses benefit off of that. And the media benefits off of that as well because you know why? used and views and money and everything else because of creating this narrative. Like these people are horrible people. Because here. it makes it easier to incarcerate them. Absolutely. Because money. That was the same narrative that was created to enslave us. Yep. They had yeah. to create a narrative that we did not have the soul to live a life out of enslavement. So we needed to be enslaved. Yep. Then after the Civil War, there was Reconstruction and they made the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendments. Right. 13th Amendment said that we can be enslaved if you're in prison. Mm-hmm. 14th Amendment said yeah. that we're all citizens. Mm-hmm. So the thing, though, is that those two things are contradictory to a nation that still wants to use labor and get right. free yeah. labor. Yeah. So we can't consider you citizens if we're going to also try and get free labor from you. So mm. then how can we make you again valuable to us? Well, we got to make you criminals because that's free the only way that we're able to use you for free labor because that is the only way that we can enact slavery. So we're going to continue to vilify this group and then we're going to even add that to the immigrant group, right? We're going to add that to a certain mm-hmm. type of immigrants. We're going to make them also vilified because then we can also use them. So when we say black and brown people, those are the two main groups that have been kind of you know, brought together as a means for creating a free labor force under the guise of you know, these are criminals, these are prisoners, they're not valuable. So why wouldn't they be working for us? But it's really just the same narrative. But we also need to understand that we are not out the woods. We have to, we have to, within our own communities, educate each other. We have to continue to vote. We have to continue to do all these things. And I wish we could continue to talk. Actually, you know what? If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure you go to our podcast uh, and check out the Amanda Seals show because I want to finish this last point. To everybody out there in Philly, stay safe, stay focused, and um, stay intentional. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and Jeremiah, like the Bible, is going to hit y'all with the Seals Show superlative. It's time for most likely to... Alrighty, so today's most likely to is most likely to want to be in gym pop. So apparently, uh, you know, Tory Lane. Oh my god, <laughs> he was isolated in his prison cell. You know, in in the new prison environment, but he's been saying that he want to be out with the regular folks. So Caesar McDowell, McDowell, who's a member of Tory's legal team and the CEO of Unite the People, tells us that he told TMZ that he spoke to Tory Lanez a few times since he's been denied by pending his appeal. And apparently, Tori has a preference to be housed in a new facility, Jam Pop. So, you know, usually people who are high-profile inmates, they go into the protective wing. But Tori don't want that, Amanda. He want to be with the people, with the folks. And he, apparently, you know, he's been a good spirit because he recently released some audio from Behind Bars. Let's take a listen. We have one minute remaining. Hey, yo, Umbrellas, man, what's good? I'm talking to you live from prison right now, man. I'm, I'm just happy to get out that bullshit county jail. They was hating on the young fly you heard? Having your 24-hour lockdown, half-size cell by myself, no windows, no mirrors. Ain't even seen himself in a whole year, yo. But with all them disadvantages against me, my head has always been held high, man. And I want y'all to know I'm in great spirits. My drive and my ambition is growing stronger and stronger every day. And I'm so proud of how y'all been moving in my support, man. I know this feels like a scary time, but don't be afraid, man. It don't spark no fear in my heart at all. In fact, I'm more prepared than ever. The music, the videos, and all the projects you wanted, they all ready to drop. So let's just start with the one that we want most, the Alone in Crime Deluxe. You know, if I was behind bars, I wouldn't be as happy. You know, I would be crying in myself. So the, if you, if the fact that he's happy and plays the music, good for you, Tory Lanez. Good for you. Couldn't be me. Um... I think the weird part, though, for a lot of folks is that it's like the reason why he's behind bars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that how like this ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like something about his I, I on one hand, I'm like, you know, I don't push prison on anybody. Right. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely an unfortunate, unfortunate outcome. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's like the joviality, I guess, mm-hmm. in his voice is like so like you. Like you cool? This is cool for you. I mean, you saw the mugshot. You got to look on the bright side. You see, I'm just, <laughs> you, you know, gotta. I think there's an element of just like, dang, like, bro, like, it feels like there's like no remorse. But whatever, well, you know, he think he, he's according to Tori, he's innocent. So yes, he he maintains his innocence in this whole scenario with Meg The Stallion. So you know. If you innocent, I guess you do feel like I'm gonna drop this music. Yeah, I'm you're gonna right. I'm gonna face. make the best of this. This circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, All right. You know, that's. I want to know what people think though. How are y'all feeling about Trey Lanez? Are y'all go buy his music, his new album, his deluxe that he dropped him just for y'all from behind Cell Block Tango? That's what it's called. The Cell Block Tango. No, Cell Block D. Is that it? Because Cell Block Tango is, is from, uh, from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. And I was like, if that's what. <laughs> If that's what he's naming it, like the hook of oh, that no, song is literally, he had it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. Like that's the hook. Mm-mm, that didn't name the album. Mm-mm. And just because I like bringing this up, uh, I 
directed and put together the ensemble group musical performance of of uh, Chicago's um, Subblock Tango, and we won the 1999 Critics' Choice. No, 1998 Critics' Choice at the Florida State Thespian Festival. And one of the cast members was Ashley Drain, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tana on Clone Wars. And that character has now been turned into a live action series played by uh, Rosario Dawson. But my point is that Dr. Phillips High School is next level. (laughs) And there's that. All right. We'll be right back with more show right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. and closer to the weekend. Happy birthday if it's your birthday. It's also uh, Jeezy's birthday. And is he celebrating it with his family, with his wife? We don't know. We don't know. We hope so. Uh, I have not gotten a chance to connect with Jeannie Mai. I know she's very busy right now. So uh, I have sent her my love. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we want to see love win. I mean, I think that's mm. really the goal. So happy birthday to Jeezy. And I, I do hope that... Um, you know, they, they, they work it out. Should it have been in the news? No, but I do hope that they work it out because we want to see, want to see children grow up in homes where the parents can get along at the best. That's our best goal. Sometimes it's right. what it is. Sometimes right. it just ain't what it is. What do we got coming up this hour on the group Chizzy? Wow. Coming up this the hour. Chizzy. Don't ever let me say that again. <laughs> Coming up this hour, we have our group chat topic of the week. We're talking about being back in the streets, Amanda. What have people have experienced being back in these streets? No. You know, they say they say there's pee in the dating pool a lot of the time. So, you know. Plus, we got the second headlines coming up. All right, we got that and more for you. Remember, if you miss any of the show, make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We just had a very illuminating conversation around what's going on in Philadelphia in response to mm-hmm. the police officer, Mark Dow, being exonerated from responsibility after murdering Eddie Irizarry in cold blood while he sat in his car for a traffic stop. And uh, the conversation, I feel like, was was really an important combo. So if you missed it, I hope y'all will take the time to go to wherever you get your podcasts and check that out. All right, we got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to tell y'all a story about my my first venture out into the streets. <laughs> so I'm going to tell y'all about that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. It's Group Chat Thursday. <laughs> I, I sound stressed, right? I sound stressed. <laughs> you know, okay. I, it's not that I'm stressed. It's just that I just really feel like a lot of people don't understand how different like it is after you've been in a long-term relationship to like come back out into the world. Like it's like yes. it, you, you had a certain like comfort level. And also in my case, I really thought like this was the person I was just going to be with. So like, it didn't even right. occur to me that I would ever like be back out here. Prepping. You I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't doing sit-ups. Like I was not, I was not prepping. And so a little roster on the side, like just in case my, my, my side roster the car. <laughs> nah, none of that. So then you're like, okay, like now that I'm back out here, like what, you know, there's a certain level of it that's like exciting, right? You're like, ooh, like I'm back out here. Like, let's see what the people are about. Mm-hmm. Um, But I know that y'all know, they keep saying it's nothing but syringes and debris 
out here. It's it's real, real messy. I literally somebody had been like trying to holler at me for like years, and I finally mm-hmm. just like gave them a shot. And within okay. twenty four hours of me giving them a shot, I found out that they had sh- they had hollered at someone in my very close circle. Um, okay. and did tell you. And did not tell me. And okay. I, and the person, like the person in my close circle, like she didn't even know that this was like happening, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm shit chatting with her, like, yeah, so you know, so and so is trying to, is talking to me through that. She was like, mm. and I was like, did he holler at you? She was like, yeah. And I was like, how long ago? No, actually, I didn't ask her how long ago, but when I texted him and was like, this is, this is easy, icky, he was like, well, mm-hmm. it was a minute ago. Now what? <laughs> well and he knew and he also knew that this person is close in your circle as well just for clarification yes he won okay. thousand he met her in my circle okay okay because you know some people be like well i didn't know y'all was really close oh yeah no no he met her literally through me <laughs> and this is the thing he was like well what should i have done like should i have just not hollered at her like should i just should i have told you and i was like if your goal was always me then that's what you should have been sticking to. Like you should have never muddied those waters in this whole world of people. Mm -hmm. You should have put a pin in this and gone over there. So then I found the out. Group first. See the whole friend group and black actually want you. So I'm wait to let this. That's <laughs> it. But then I found out that he had sent both of us at different times photos of his heart anatomy. And I'm like, <laughs> you really thought this was going to go? And by the way, that's not flirting. I was told that like there was a flirtation that took place. That's not flirting. That's not flirting. You doing the ultimate most. And let me just add insult to injury. Well, it's not insult to injury, but let me just like level it up for you one more step. Okay. I looked at the 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 metadata on the photo. Mm-hmm. This is not even... <laughs> A same day photo. <laughs> no, it's the you looking at the metadata on the photo. See? Because you sent me an archived <laughs> penis. Not looking at the metadata. That's crazy. I'm screaming. This is where we're at now. <laughs> this is the streets. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. This is the streets now. I'm now looking at metadata. That's what we're dealing with. Got so you know, so we we said it was Jeezy's birthday in the first break. Well, listen, don't come back out here. <laughs> don't put my girl Jeannie back out here in these streets. No, no. no. Work it, it out. <laughs> Normally, I don't tell people like what to do with relationships. But I'm like, if I'll, I'll say this. If y'all can work it out, who I hope y'all try your hardest because these these these, street, these streets ain't for the pain of heart. When we come back, I know y'all got stories and thoughts about this. So we'll get to it when we come back right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday talking about being single and being back out in these streets, which I know is just its own frustrating journey of madness. Mm-hmm. Um... I just told a story about my own first venture out into the streets. Y'all have sent me right back in. Okay. Sent me right back yeah, home. My really. vagina zipped up and ran in the closet. Oh. Shut the door. Uh, so I would love to hear from you all. Uh, hit me up. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone lines. So I was just watching your live on Instagram and you mentioned about being out in the streets. Mm. I am a 41-year-old mother of a junior at Spellman and just dropping her off at her apartment, there are cat calls from her peers to the point that mm. she is having to say, yo, that's my mom, calm down. I'm not ready to be back out in these streets. No, so we are going back into solitude, all things meditation, all things centering himself. So I feel you. The streets can wait for now. So much love and light. Keep the work that you're doing. And we see you and we thank you for inspiring us, for showing up so powerfully for our youth, our young adults, and this generation that we are cultivating. All right, love. That's it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I also think it is wild (laughs) that... The cat calls are cat. The the, the, the cat calls are coming from inside the house. The, (laughs) The cat calls are coming... Inside the house. Wait, I mean, she still got it. You know, the the, the, the young man wanted. They said, "Oh, we see the daughter. Eh? We want the 40, 41 year old mama." Ah, <laughs> I guess that's okay. That's the way. That's the way of looking at it, y'all. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We are. I think we're gonna go to phone lines again when we get back. We got another. Um, we got another caller. Go. We got another caller. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We back in the streets. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Group chat Thursday. Talking about being back out in these streets. First of all, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. by the way, that just didn't know that I was back out in these streets. You know, they, they'll hear me casually right. mention that I'm single and they're like, oh my God, what happened? I loved you and your partner. You didn't know anything about me and my partner. Um, like, I mean, I showed you good times because they were good times. But mm-hmm. the reality is that, you know, when it's time for something to be a wrap, and you feel that it's flow, not force. And we we move with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. The thing about the streets, though, is it's all force. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force, Black Air Force One. Yes, it's Black Air Force Ones just <laughs> kicking you upside your head. And so, you know, I do feel like 2023 being in the streets is very different than when I was in my 20s being in the streets. I was going to say, you because from someone like me, these has been the streets since I've been in the streets. <laughs> These so on the like, streets, you know. On the streets, I know. Versus someone like you, you're like, uh, when I was younger, it wasn't like this. Also, you've been in like a committed relationship for a long time. So you didn't have to interact with nobody like this for real, for real. And then your partner with someone you already knew. So it's not like you had to go find somebody. It's, it's a lot out here, Amanda. You ain't missing that. Exactly. Miss exactly. Nothing. And so that is... You know, that's real. Like, I think um, for a lot of people, it's very scary also, right? Because it just feels like, damn, like, how am I going to crack this code? But I want to assure everybody, like, I don't think there's a code that you really need to be trying to crack. And I think this is a very different space for a lot of women, right? It used to Mm -hmm. feel like I broke up with somebody. Now 
like the next goal naturally is to get into another relationship at some point. But that's Mm -hmm. something I'm seeing a lot of women actually not interested in. Really? Yeah, like a lot of women I'm seeing are like, no, I'm not even looking for a next relationship or not, I'm not, or I'm not even interested in a next relationship. Like I'm perfectly happy just being single. And I don't right. think honestly, society, like socially, the idea of just choosing to be single has mm-hmm. been verbalized in this consistent of a way in my entire life. Like now that I'm hearing it, it's like, oh, wait, you're not saying I'm single right now. You're saying I'm single as a lifestyle. Like this is... <laughs> Period. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they and don't for value it. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a thought process that I had never wrapped my head around, but that I can see. It's like the same way that, like, I guess at one point it seemed real crazy for women to be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to have kids," and it was like, well, right. "What? What do you mean? Like, what kind of? How could you have a fulfilling life without that?" Um, but I know for me, right, being in the boo, it's more the life than just being with a, being under somebody all day. There's so many places to go. Movies to eat, movies to watch. <laughs> well, there's also just a different kind of connection to have. Um, and I think there's something about that that a lot of people kind of think is only possible in a romantic relationship, right? And that, like, you can't get the type of uh, affection that you want or the type of intellectual stimulation that you want. Um, and the truth is, is that, you know, you can still have sex and it doesn't necessarily have to be an emotional attachment if that's not something that you want sex to be. <laughs> right, right. But it is Make a very mature... I don't know if mature is the word, but it is a very like new frame of thinking Um, and seeing seeing it in my friends and in other women is like, that's actually not where I'm at right now. Like, I mean, I'm not in like a I'm choosing to be single for the rest of my life type of mindset. Like it's more so just like, yeah, like I am single right now and I'm going to make the best of this time. And I do feel like I would thrive. I love being I like love love. Like mm-hmm. I in like the romantic exchange of that. So mm-hmm. I do feel like that's in my future. But what I will tell you is that I will not be making any efforts to bring it into my future. <laughs> so you're not downloading Tinder is what you're telling us. No, like my <laughs> efforts are going to be completely like just inward and like making my spirit glow as big as possible from just inner love and letting that be a beacon to whoever won't okay. bet. <laughs> and has and has the capabilities to give that back. And while I'm here, let me also just say again, if anyone was curious, no, I am not dating regular men. Oh, okay. Well, now because that's know. a big that's a big question. People love to say, "Would you date a regular man?" And it's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Do you do 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 y'all date regular women? No, you are constantly like, "Oh, she bad," or "She got her act together," or "She she own it." Like, I want me a I want me a, a real one. I've never I, I don't I, you know what I'm saying like that's not right. that's not what it is so it's like if, would you if, date a nice if, guy of course I would date a nice guy we talk about that on my on my podcast small doses podcast you know what it is actually let me take that back you know what I take that back I will not date a nice guy I'll date a good guy okay Check out that episode. The visuals uh, air today at um, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Amanda Seal TV. Keep it like right here. The Amanda Seal Show. Group Chat Thursday. We killing it today. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday talking about being single and back out in these streets. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. The terrors. Um, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. We are hitting the phone lines because this is our group chat topic of the week. Every week we have a group chat topic. I throw it out to y'all at the top of the week and I hope that you all will give me calls because I want to hear from you when we do this. So thank y'all for doing so and following instructions. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Um, so I'm Jasmine and I'm calling from South Jersey and I'll make okay, it quick. Jasmine. Uh, okay. dude took me to go paint pottery and at the end of the day, like when he went to go pay, um, he, he was signing weird. And even the lady at the desk, um, like said something about his signature, like when he signed with the card that he used. And when we mm-hmm. got back to the car, he was elated to tell me that he used a card that he had found somewhere. And <gasps> yeah, like committed a whole crime and was elated to tell me in the car. What? Yeah, bye. <laughs> no, I did not go. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Okay. That's crazy. You see this why being back out in the streets, I, I just <sighs> Y'all, the fact that he committed a whole crime and then told her and thought it would be like she, th- he thought she would respond like sexy red. I was gonna say, he thought it was sexy red. <laughs> thought it was sexy red. And she was gonna be like, oh my gosh, you did something for me. Wow. No, that's not, that's not it. So there's that. What was the, oh my God. He couldn't have thought that was gonna go over well. He clearly thought it was gonna go over the way. She said he was elated. Elated is a very specific term that is referencing a, a large amount of joy. So. What well, does that mean? Other girls have been elated? Because I'm sure this ain't, this ain't his first time at the rodeo. You're not wrong. I would love for y'all to call me and share with me your stories of being back out on the streets. If you were single and then you had to hit get back out in the world and you know, you were scared back into your shelter. <laughs> I want to hear the story. one 855 8 Because that's the kind of date where I would be like, oh, I'm about to get so good at crochet. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Keep calling, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals here and we are in the middle of a group chat 
Thursday. And we're going to be talking about what happens when your dreams of being a parent don't go like you thought they would. And we're going to be talking about Dwayne Wade, who's opening up about his dreams about his daughter, Zaya. So that's what we're going to be talking about because I feel like a lot of folks come into parenting with this vision, right? Like, this is going to be play. like this. You're going to be a golfer, Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're gonna take over the family business, Ivanka Trump. Like, there's just like... Right. But then sometimes that's just not how it goes down. And, you know, how do you as a parent let go of this, like, fantasy that you had? Because ultimately... You plan and God laughs. And that's really <laughs> what it is. It's a Mariah um, Carey fantasy. Um, with ODB on the remix. So we are going to bring our resident parent, the resident dad, DJ Supreme, in when we get back. And we're going to talk about this right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We would love to hear from you all. one 855 8 That's one 855 Did you have a vision for your parenting that got shifted once you actually became a parent, I'd love to hear your story. Call us up. one 855 8 That's one 855 We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, joined by Jeremiah the Bible and our resident dad, DJ Supreme. What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? All right, all right, all right. Wow, you're giving us extra dad. Extra, extra dad. So, okay. Um, you know, there's a thing that happens. I assume, not even assume, because I know this from people who have kids, like that you have this dream of being a parent, you mm-hmm. know, and like it, it can be very, um, it's a fantasy, I think, you know, it's just kind of like, it, I think a lot of times it comes from a really good place, but it's just, just like, yeah, this is how this is going to go. Dwayne Wade is no exception. He had this to say about his daughter, Zaya. Y'all go look at it. I have Zaya. Mm-hmm. LeBron has Bryce. Melo has Kaya. All within about a two, three week span. Mm-hmm. All our kids gonna grow up hooping together. Right. Oh, we we on. Yeah. Well, we gonna have three, baby. Yeah. We yeah. on. Yeah. So yeah, like obviously, I had a boy. I had another boy that was my second boy in a row. I'm like, okay, we, this is what we do. We're hooping right. family, right. right? And see what happens when you start making plans for other people. Right. 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 That's her journey. That's her journey. But you played it out. You played it out. Oh, you-, you couldn't tell me we weren't gonna be on the circuit right now, baby. We we hooping. We got Wade in the back. We right. got you got the way Wade's on. We, right. We doing it too. Right. Then I got to meet my child. And a lot of people like to talk about Zaya's transition. Mm-hmm. Zaya, to me, Zaya hasn't transitioned into anything <laughs> but a kid. And now a young, uh, going into young adult. Right. I've watched her go through life. It right. hasn't been no transition right. for us. Right. It's been a transition for the world. But for us, I see the same kid right. that I've seen since May 29th, 2007. Right. It, nothing has changed. Okay. That, I mean... <laughs> That is quite a a, a a surprise, right? Like right. me, Braun, <laughs> Mello, Mello, we all got our sons. Um, and then realizing over time, like, oh, actually, my child identifies as a daughter. And mm-hmm. we all know that, you know, he has been a great supporter in Zaya. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, just as a parent, first and foremost, to our resident dad in the building, did you have any, like, pre-parenting visions for either of your kids uh, that either have come to fruition or that have been like changed? Well, I I have both of my kids like in a 10, I think they're 10, 15, 10, maybe 11 years apart. So you should be first, able to know that you should, you should <laughs> like, I, somewhere around there. Maybe 15. I'm like, one's eight, one's, one's 19, game. 11 years, 11 years. 11. So okay, it's 11 okay. year time span. So when I first went into the journey of parenting, I did have expectations, but things went so left between me and my first son's mother 
that those expectations all went out the window because got it. So the relationship yeah. strain between you and his mother made you feel like, well, what like what kind of expectations would be? What do you feel like were affected by that? Well, I was Just, raised in a two parent household, so. Even mm. being raised in a two-parent household, being raised in a single household, it's different expectations and different standards because it's a different type of way of being raised. So I had to adjust to being a single parent when I come from a two-parent home background. So things I didn't know and just different adjustments you had to make. So all expectations went out the window for me. So it was like, I can't even have expectations for my son because I got to figure my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real talk. <laughs> like, you're you're growing up with your child. Like, both of y'all are growing up with each Ooh. other. So, yeah. So it's like growing you had, like, the no life child. expectation. Like, this is the life I, I imagine for my child. Like, two-parent yeah, household. Yep, you got a picket yep. fence. Picket a fence, a dog. <laughs> and it, even with the second one, like, I tried to hang in there and stay with his mom for as long as I could, but that just wasn't the life for me so I had expectations I was still trying to carry out those expectations but reality name an expectation give us one um just little things like being able to take my child to like sporting events and different things like that and he wasn't into that so it was oh that's interesting yeah wait 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 so like basketball like he just wasn't into sports at all He's not into sports. He's into art. So he likes <gasps> video games and art and drawing and stuff like that. And, you know, Do you take him to museums instead. I take um with my oldest son. We just go to everything. He like kicks it with me. Like we'll go to concerts. We'll go to museums, all kind. Because, you know, low key, I'm an artist. So that, right. you know, comes into, you know, fruity. What is the word? Fruition. Um, with my child. Fruity. Yeah. No, I hear that. That's interesting because I know a lot of dads. Just think this is the basic course of action. And uh, nah, real life I, I have a friend in. whose son is very much not about the things his dad is about. And it's been a struggle for the dad. Like the son is like, I want a tie dye party for my birthday. And the dad is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but you got to find doing? a little like pocky. I think I think we're like reflections of our parents in many ways. And sometimes like a small pocket that we relate on and that just becomes our thing. So maybe it's, we both love old school music. And that's exactly. how we connect. You got to find what y'all can bond on and right. what you do have in common and let them teach you the things that they like and the things that they're passionate about. So learning experience, you and your child grow up together. Well, we're going to talk more about this when we get back. You know, Dwayne Wade being such a visible, you know, public figure and his daughter Zaya also being a part of that. I wonder how that's helped black fathers who are also in this situation. So we'll be right back. I don't like that. I don't like that wording of situation, but who also have a similar experience with their child. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal show. I am Amanda Seals and we are here on a group chat Thursday. I'm chatting, chatting with uh, DJ Supreme and Jeremiah, like the Bible. Supreme is our resident dad. As we discuss, you know, what it's like when you have a vision of parenting that may not be what it is. And Dwayne Wade has talked about how him, Carmelo, and LeBron had their kids at the same time. And he just, you couldn't tell him they wasn't going to have a, a bunch of kids in the, in the NBA, but his daughter might be in the WNBA if she decides to take up sports. Um, what do you feel, though, that... Or if anything, do you feel like D Wade's openness and his acceptance of his daughter? Do you think that that could be impactful to black fathers who are also, um, you know, having to shift their idea of parenting as their children develop into who they are as individuals? 
Well, I think with with men in sports, it's, it, they rock with D Wade when he was playing basketball. First of all, they're gonna put that ahead of anything else. Like, <laughs> am I a Miami Heat fan or not? Nah? But Got I it. think uh, just being open about whatever it is that your child is going through and trying to look at it as an adult perspective of how can I train this young person to be the best adult that they can be. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know. They're, they have to live their life. You can't yeah. live your child's life for them. So you just have to give them the skills and the the know-how. Like, did, did, what was it? Yesterday, I think you gave um, the lady from um, American Horror Story some horrible advice. Like, you can't be out here uh, punching people in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a different charge for you. Like, I get it. You're living their life, but you can't, you know. Uh, Angelica Ross. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be something else. Like sometimes it's feel good though. Just the, sometimes know. it's oh, maybe it's maybe it was more maybe it was less literal and more figurative. Like put her face <laughs> on a punching bag and 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 work it out. But you know, D Wade. Like I think about him and like Magic Johnson in the same um, vein because you know Magic son um, EJ. I don't know how they identify, but like um, they're very gender fluid in their presentation, and that's yeah. a very big thing for someone like Magic Johnson, <laughs> who's yeah. a big NBA star. But kind of seeing how him and his wife embrace their son, it's not about, yeah. it's not like they haven't othered him to be like, well, we're gonna keep you over here. Don't come out with us. We go. I post your picture uh, when you dress a certain way. It's like no, they let him be his full self, and I see that in D Wade. So hopefully, you know, black fathers are taking notes and embracing. Well, we did an children. episode of. Um, uh, Small Doses podcast where we haven't aired it yet, but where we interviewed Nico and Nico Annan, who plays Uncle Clifford on um, on P Valley, and he talked about how like even his role on P Valley, he said he has had people approach him and say, mm-hmm. you know, seeing your character on the show and people loving your character, like loving you on the show, has taught me how to love my own child who I feel like is Uncle Clifford. And I thought that was also interesting. Um, You know, we, we, we really don't, I think, pay enough attention to how like art and sports and like pop culture within black culture, like really does serve way more of a purpose than just commerce and entertainment exchange. Like in our culture, pop culture, and I put sports in that as well. It serves another, it has another value to it because it has been the space where we get to have representation in ways that we don't um, necessarily get to in our regular lives and so it's like it ends up being another teaching tool so I think that's that's a thing that we have to acknowledge but I want to come back and talk about if our parents had expectations of us mm, of course mm. we're going to get into it when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show keep it locked the Amanda Seal Show we up we up we up it's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out. On Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Hey, y'all, it's here at the group chat Thursday. It's Amanda Seal Show. I'm joined by uh, Jeremiah Like the Bible and our resident dad, DJ Supreme, as we talk about just, you know, parental expectations and how they can somehow sometimes, you know, get rearranged. D Wade talked about uh, his daughter, Zaya, and how. When he had kids at the same time as LeBron and Carmelo, they all thought, well, we're going to have all of our kids in the NBA. And that just hasn't been the path. And he had mm-hmm. to he had to come to grips with that. Right. Come to terms with that and still support his daughter. But I ask you all. 
do you think your parents had any expectations of you? And did you, do you feel like you showed up for those expectations or did you throw off any of those expectations? Of course. my parents, I mean, I have three older siblings, so I feel like, and I'm like the one that's not the same. So I feel like they're like, oh, it's a pattern. More so like, okay, he it's gonna be another one. He could do the same exact thing. And I vividly remember like, I played like, it's like 80 pound, literally football. And I was like, yeah, I won't do this no more. And my dad, he wasn't <laughs> upset. He was more so like, I don't pay this money. He's yeah, football ain't cheap, buddy. <laughs> um, so I think that was like the first sign. And the only time, they were okay with it for the most part. Like I had other interests, but I did try to run track in high school to be like, you know what? This is my day right here. And I hated running track. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, how did I end up here? Every day I practice, I'm like, so how did we end up on the track running? Yeah. See, um, with me... And my dad, like, I have the same name as my dad. So mm-hmm. I always felt like underlying it was uh, expectations. And I would participate. Oh, just like, by having the same name. Yeah. Like, I'm Little yeah. Rodney. Okay. Like, for more, to a lot of people, <laughs> I go home. That's Little Rodney right there. Little so, Rodney. So um, with that being said, like, it was things that I got into. Like, I played football. I played basketball. I played sports. Um, I played baseball. Like, all the sports. But that wasn't really my thing. I wanted to DJ and I had an uncle that would DJ and my dad is a music fan and he wanted to DJ like in the 70s. So it's all, you know, relative. But also my dad is a police officer, like a retired police officer. I never wanted to be in, in no you type You never wanted to be a boy in blue. Not, never wanted to have any type of interest in that. So it's kind of you like... Your parents give you the prototype of how you can move through this life. And I think you have to leave it up to the kid to decide what they really want to do on their own. Like, just expose them to different things. So, yeah. I don't feel like my mom... I mean, my mom's expectations were just that I wasn't, like, going to act up. You know, and I feel like... (laughs) That you live up to those expectations. I lived up to those expectations. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty straight and narrow kind of gal. You know, like, I never got in trouble in school. Um, Like, I never went through that kind of phase. Like, I went through a talk back phase. Like, I went through, like, Mm. a, you know, asserting my independence phase. But I didn't go through a sneaking out the house or any of that. But also because I wasn't... I wasn't parented in that way. Like, I, I, I I, I I could just go do what I wanted to do. Like my mom trusted me. Um, I just distinctly remember one time coming in the house at 3 a.m. And I went in my mom's room and like, I didn't even turn the lights or anything. And I just, she didn't even roll over. I just heard her say, this is doing too much. Mm. (laughs) I think that's when things go left with parenting. Um, when you try to impose whatever you think, yeah, whatever you think you can't make a grown person do anything. I think sometimes in our head, the thing we think are going to make them proud is initially that. Because my dad says all the time, I'm proud of you. And I'm like, oh, and I'm doing what I want to do. But he loves it anyway. Tell your kids you're proud of them. Tell your kids you're proud of them. That's Mm -hmm. something I don't feel like I heard enough or hear enough. My homeboy the other day said he proud of me. And I was like, (laughs) 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 like, Tay Diggs was at the house the other day for a podcast. And when he was leaving, he was like, I'm proud of you. And I was like, oh, my God. He was like, why did I say that? I was like, it's fine. I didn't have a father. Uh, (laughs) Y'all, it's Group Chat Thursday. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. talking about a lot of things namely talk about what's going on in philly the reaction by the people mm-hmm. to the exoneration of uh exoneration is not the right word but to the dropping of charges for officer mark dial who so heinously murdered eddie azari while he sat in his car during a traffic stop and lied about it and now judge wendy Pugh has uh, basically said this is fine. This this behavior from a police officer is fine. The people have responded to it. I really hope that the DOJ and Merrick Garland and the people, um, I really hope that they take this case up because this is absolutely unacceptable and it supports this act of policing. It continues to support policing as a completely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In, it, it's it's they're completely infallible. It's like they can just do whatever right. they want. They can kill people. They can murder people. They can assault people. And there is absolutely simply like no level of genuine repercussions that are given to them. Mm-hmm. And it continues to push this narrative that police are impunitive, um, which honestly is very very frightening for me as a citizen, and continues to be right. very frightening for should be frightening for anybody who wants to live in a nation that is not under under threat of violence at all times. Mm -hmm. So make sure you check out the uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast because we definitely had a great discussion about that and I'd love for you all to get in on that. All right, it's time for the word of the day. This is one of my favorite words and it's something I try not to do but have been uh, accused of doing. The word is pontificate. Is it pontificate like to, um, not like to wonder but to like, analyze something in your brain like you're like thinking about overthinking you're thinking something. of ponder oh oh I guess that I don't know that tracks <laughs> because you always think like oh this word is sound with the same three letters but as I've, this word I've heard this word before though so maybe I might be using it wrong so that could be a thing too touche so pontificate is uh, a word <laughs> pontificate is a word that means to basically like over talk about something like in a pompous or dogmatic way like let me okay. like it has like a condescending tone to it right like let me let me okay. tell y'all about this and uh, it's like you express an opinion it's basically like mansplaining I feel like that's another way to look at it like this person's pontificating um I feel like somebody who pontificates quite a bit is uh Pierce Morgan He's constantly pontificating. Uh, um, Also, who's a coon that be pontificating? 
Um, Larry Elder tries to pontificate, but he's not smart enough. So Larry he Elder just gets is. stuck. He just I'm gets based. stuck. Uh, but we are not stuck because we've got to we got to keep the show going. What are some subjects? What are what are the things that we'll be discussing this hour? Well, this hour you have your Abby knowing. I don't I know why I didn't like that, <laughs> but y'all know what it is. <laughs> Plus, we have to take some more phone calls. This is group chat Thursday, and we have some sixty second headlines for the people. We do. We have all of that. All right. So make sure you keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show and give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 8. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for Ivy Noah. Today, I want to talk about community building. I want to talk about community building, but I know when I say that, some of y'all might be thinking like, oh, here she go again. Like, I don't want to go work at the community center. Like, here she go again. I don't want to start a program where I'm giving out hot lunches. And I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. We got a lot going on. But sometimes community building can be literally just as basic as interacting differently with your community. And it's something I'm challenging myself to do. It is not easy. And it is something I am challenging my online community to do. I put out a video um, where basically I just said, listen, y'all, I at one point turned off my comments because I didn't like how rude people were being to me. Well, now I'm not going to turn off my comments. But what I am going to do is anyone who is rude to each other is going to be blocked and removed from my page. And this is based on the fact that if we don't, as a community, start really practicing tools for conflict resolution, also simply just discussion and debate, we are never going to get anywhere. I remember when they announced that the Sacramento coalition who had been put together to come up with a plan for reparations for uh, black Californians, when they announced that they had come to an agreement like that was a whole thing. I thought that they were announcing that California was going to be giving reparations. They're like, no, no, we're just announcing that all of us got in the room and we all actually agreed on what needs to be done and we're able to pass it forward. That's a big deal. And it shouldn't be. It should not be that big of a deal that we all got on the same page. But in this day and age, it feels like it is because I think so much of us, so many of us don't make enough effort to really talking to each other with respect just because they're another person. We do this thing where we're like, you got to earn respect. And it's like, well, there's a certain level of disrespect that you have for yourself in terms of how you communicate with other people. And I understand that people... Um, may get frustrated when someone says something to them that's ridiculous because I am the queen of that. Like you say some dumb to me and I'm just like, I feel like you're trying to fight me. My actual therapist told me one time that I get condescending because it's a way of actually not choosing violence. (laughs) She was like, your natural response is you want to punch somebody, but because you can't punch them, you get condescending. And I was like, damn, you're not wrong. So I understand y'all. I understand. But we got to make a change. We got to make a shift. We got to find a better way to interact with each other that actually says, this is the kind of direction that I want us to go in. And ultimately, if this is someone who's a part of your community, then you're going to have to deal with them whether they go in that direction or not. So that's how I'm changing the way on my page on Instagram. And that's how I'm working to change the way in my life. And that's how I am on a very small but intentional level doing my own version of community building. 
What are you doing? Think about it. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be back with more The Amanda Seal Show on a group chat Thursday. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible to hit you with some 60-second headlines. <laughs> All right. First up, a New York judge ruled in the state attorney general's $250 million lawsuit against Donald Trump that the former president committed repeated acts of fraud for years. Okay, so this is kind of trippy to me because I don't know, like, what actually happens on the other side of this. But Mm -hmm. basically, like, he's not allowed to have his company anymore. It's my understanding the judge actually Mm. dissolved the Trump organization. So... I'm, I don't know exactly what that means, but it can't be good. <laughs> no, no, no. But good news for WNBA player Brittany Griner. She has been named the Associated Press's Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, who who else would be? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, she came back from a Russian labor camp. Like, she had just mm-hmm. come back from an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Also, Senate leaders released a short-term funding bill Tuesday to keep the money flowing at least until November 17th to give Congress a little bit more time to reach a larger agreement to avoid, you know, shutdown. Okay. I mean, the reality is that it should not take this long, and it's actually very convoluted and ridiculous that it is taking this long. But nonetheless, we'll take our wins or we can get them. Plus, Fat Joe, he's been announced to be returning as the host and co-EP of the 2023 BET Hip Hop Awards. Oh, that's going to be good. I think Joe moving into this like hosting space is so dope. I love that for him. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. <laughs> At all. And lastly, just a reminder, y'all, we talked about it, we've been talking about it all show, but a Philadelphia municipal court judge on Tuesday dismissed all charges, including murder, against the officer who fatally shot 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry during a traffic stop last month. I just I'm uh, every time I hear it I'm just because the the body cam footage is so wildly heinous. I don't I don't know how a person can can sit up and watch that and be like, "Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. No problem." Like that's that's like frightening to me actually that that was the response of the judge Wendy Pugh. Um, and it says a lot about these people that are being voted into judgeships. Did you know? Did you know that we vote for judges? Once mm-hmm. again, An example of why voting matters. All right. Those are our two second headlines. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Today's been a a day of a lot of, like, fun, and then heavy, and then fun, and then here we are. So we're going to keep that going. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? See Amanda Seals. Show us your girl, Amanda Seals. And it's time for us to go to the phone lines. Remember, you can call us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And you can tell us what's on your mind. Uh, who's on the phone lines? Hey, Amanda. I just wanted to call and say that I'm graciously grateful for all the work that you do in our community, representing us and doing the best that you can to educate us. That's what I wanted to say, and that's it. That's the call. I adore you. Keep doing the work. I love you, and I support you. That's it. That was the call. 
Thank you so much. She said, that's it. That was the call. I appreciate you. You know, uh, here on this show, we're trying to do our best to bring y'all information and, and find other ways to actually even be more involved. So look out for that because I am dedicated to trying to come up with those efforts. But I uh, appreciate that being the call. Sometimes it doesn't need to be anything more than that. Just show us some love and we will receive all of it. Yeah. So that, that's a testament to y'all to let you know. one 855 8 562-6328. When we get back, we're going to get on out of here, so keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. And uh, we've had a very, 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 very full day, if you ask me. Very full day. Uh, tell the people what's been going on. Well, we had a whole group chat Thursday per use. We talked about parents letting go of the expectations of their children. You know, D-Way's mm. been talking about, you know, how he had to let go of his expectations for his daughter, Zaya. Um, mm-hmm. Also, being back in the streets. You're back in the streets, Amanda. But so many people are back in the streets. And <sighs> it's not fun. It is a lot of back in the street action. Like, think about how many divorces and breakups we've been talking about. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just, not just me. Also, we had to definitely talk about the reaction out of Philly after um, charges were dismissed and an officer-involved killing, you know, just the idea of, like, what it means to be reactive in our community. And, you know, sometimes we have a lot of conversations around, like, looting and rioting and what that all means for our community. Speaking of community, you get you hit us with I'll be knowing about community. I gave you our most likely to, and we had some 60-second headlines. It was a full, robust show. A full, robust show. That's what you got from us right here at the Amanda Seals Show. And that's what you're always going to get. And if you miss any of it, you can check it out wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, where we're talking about side effects of nice guys. You know, you always hear that, oh, I'm a nice guy. Women don't like nice guys. They're always friend-zoning nice guys. Well, let's really get to the bottom of what the nice guy trope is, okay? You see all these podcasts with these men in their sunglasses having these hot takes on nice guys and, you know, fast women and gold diggers. Well, I'm going to give you my hot takes as well, all right? So make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts and the visuals premiere today on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. All right, remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up, which is why every Friday we do Black Joy Friday, all podcasts positive, all good stuff, giving you fun day Friday vibes. And uh, you're going to get all of that tomorrow on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it right here. We got more for you. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.